Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. This limited series is proudly brought to you by ASICS, the official footwear partner of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. And have you heard? ASICS has also just launched the highly anticipated Joel Nimbus 25. Oh yeah? So what makes this shoe so different? Three main reasons, Nick. Firstly, the new Pure Gel is 65% softer. It's also got 20% more foam, a higher stack height, and a rocker design. Nothing feels better. Wow, Davey, I must say, that sounds like the shoe that will help you go the distance. It will. Nicola! Davide. Are you ready? <laughs> Flip. No, it's now or never. <laughs> Four days to go. Four days to go. Well, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm feeling three, great. Three days. Three days. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, the tape has been going well. Body's Oof. feeling refreshed. Taper is always a tough one. The taper ta- yeah, is always taper. a taper flu is a thing. I think you feel pains and aches and everything that you you don't experience the entire time you train. You can train solid for four months and all of a sudden you stop training. Well, you train a little bit less hard for two weeks and it's trouble town. <laughs> but you know what? We are so close to running one of the most beautiful ultramarathons in the world, if not the most beautiful ultramarathon in the world. I'm so excited. And it's been a journey, guys. Thank you so much for, you know, sticking through our uh, Total Sports Two Oceans uh, special. It's been a really, really uh, informative special. Um, yeah. We've really enjoyed it. We've had some amazing guests. For sure. And we're happy to announce that we're going to be doing a Comrades one. A Comrades. Coming The coming road up. to Comrades. <laughs> yeah. In between our regular Making a Runner episodes. So that look out for that one. But today's guest, guys, is a bit of a bittersweet conversation. Yes. Because at the time that we interviewed Yvette Van Zayl, she was still very much... On in the running. In in running. She was dealing um, with some niggles. She was dealing with an issue. She had but been for an MRI. We were hopeful was, that yeah. she would make the run. And obviously now it is public knowledge that uh, last year's second place at Total Sports Two Oceans won't be taking part in the event. Um, but obviously, guys, I still think that, you know, she knows that cause backwards. Yeah. If there's someone you want to take advice from, it's certainly a vet. And we wish her all the best with her recovery. Uh, we know that she is going to come back stronger and she's certainly going to go out for that gold medal uh, next time. But let's not talk too much here. Yeah? We had a great conversation with the vet. So we're going to leave you to it. It's the finale of the Total Sports Two Oceans series. We talk everything Two Oceans with the vet Fanzale. Uh, sit back, relax. And enjoy the show. Yeah, she is, guys. One of my favorite athletes out there because I just have to throw that down. Yvette <laughs> Van Zale. Enjoy. If you love the work we are doing and the impact that Making a Runner has had on the running community so far, then why not become an official Making a Runner fan? That's right, guys. Making a Runner is now on Patreon. Although this started purely as a passion project, we have had to become realistic about the time and cost of running a successful podcast. And that is why we've decided to set up a Patreon membership where our fans can make a pledge to support our work and help us further expand our reach into the greater global running community. If you're not in the position to commit to something like this, that's okay. 
We appreciate each and every listen and owe all our success to you. But if you want to make a pledge and become a super fan of the show, make sure to go and visit patreon.com forward slash making a runner. Thank you for your continued support and enjoy the rest of the show. Are you ready? I, I, I think I'm ready. I well, think I'm ready. Well, a lot of us, you know, the week before the marathon or the ultra marathon, you're sitting, you, you're probably tapering, you, you've got a lot of things on your head. Well, we've got the pro here. We've got a treat for you guys. We've got a treat for you guys to let you know that it's okay to be jittery. <laughs> we've got a vet fanzale on our show today the jet picked her up again guys <laughs> the, the jet fuel was uh, on special so we flew her back down here she, it, she is here with us to get some more motivational advice you'll remember her from our second episode of season two guys where she spoke about her training and today we're going to be speaking with the pro about two oceans and how to get the most out of your two oceans day how to race two oceans if you're racing two oceans how to enjoy two oceans and just get a couple of pro tips Yvette welcome to the show Hello guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming back here. Yeah, that jet fuel. <laughs> so, Yvette, why would we get you on the show? The, the Total Sports 2 Ocean, I mean, have you done it before? No, I don't know no, what don't you're know, talking about. Don't know nothing. How don't far is it? <laughs> I think it's uh, 42 k's. <laughs> I'm just joking. Maybe 56 <laughs> kilometers, guys. 56 If you stop, stop at 42, you're going to have a long walk home. <laughs> Marathon TV. So is that the first advice? Don't stop at 42. No, no, no. It's really tough walking Constantia, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be harder than just shuffling it out if you're really <laughs> feeling it. Yvette, how do you go about planning your, your two oceans race? I mean taking the route into account do you have a specific strategy that you use you don't have to give off your, your you <laughs> all know the yeah. all the secrets <laughs> but just touch on it yeah so i think for two oceans it's important to know the profile of the route because you can get carried away that first 22 k's you're like oh it's so nice and flat and oh i can go so fast today and yeah that is short-lived because the race actually starts after um, the marathon distance, and that's before Constantia Neck. But a lot happens before that. So you have all this flatness, the first 22, and then you have um, Nurtuk that you're going up, and that's still okay. And then you hit Chappie, so it's direct hills after each other. And when the weather is good, that's all fine, but you have to also, on the day, you have to adapt from what's happening. So you have to always keep in mind that pace is not always a good indicator on what you're going to finish at. You have to run with how you feel because a lot can happen in the last 14K. And this advice is great advice for anybody that's obviously a vet, you're an elite, you know, hoping to win. You've got, you came second last year. So, so I mean, what would your advice, this, this is probably it, but what would your advice be for... <laughs> no, there's other advice. <laughs> <laughs> would your advice be the same for somebody that's running it for their first time? Um, yes, I would definitely look at the profile. That's most importantly, and know your heels. It's you can see it on the profile. You don't need to go and run it, but mm -hmm. just don't blow too much the first twenty-two k's. That's the point. It's just <laughs> stay like that, within yourself because you can get carried away the first twenty-two k's. Yeah, yeah David just gave me some glossy eyes. <laughs> like that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a twenty-one k pb. What's yeah, that about? is David. He's got a <laughs> no, but I, I like going at. Uh, Cats must maybe wait there for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. My logic is uh, if you run three twenty splits for the first twenty-one k's, then you know you how much time on. you've banked. 
yeah, well, you're going to walk that time. <laughs> That's the problem. You're not going to run it anymore. So then walking, you're losing time again. Yeah. So basically you're talking respecting the root profile. And I mean, what is that root profile? I mean, we have spoken about it on the show, but in, in your experience, what are certain points, perhaps landmarks that you look to, to, you know, maybe switch a gear or pull it back and take it a little bit easy yeah, so like I said, use the first flat, the first five gaze is your warm up. You never go too hard the first five gaze and just get into your rhythm. Take in the crowd, take your water in, whatever drink stations. Don't wait until you get thirsty. Then it's too late to start drinking. And take some gels as well with you because you're going to need it on the day to take in extra gels because that is going to keep you going through Constantia Neck. And yes, then I would say the big change that you have to switch on is when you hit Noorduk, then the climb starts, but then you're still okay. Then you will still have enough energy and then you start seeing the views, then you can look at the views to take off your mind from the running and just move up slowly towards Chappies. Then when you get on top of Chappies, then everyone's like, yeah, downhill! <laughs> yeah, don't go, yeah, downhill, hold back, because that's where most athletes make the problem start, because they, like, hammer that lot. I think it's about 5Ks or mm. 6Ks of downhill, but it's serious downhills, and that hurts. So that hurts more than the climbs, and that is where most athletes, amateurs, they're like, oh, yeah, am I going to make up time? you're not going to make up time there. You're going to lose it when you get to Constantia. So don't think of, here's my gap, make up time. I'm going to be faster down the downhills and I'm going to cruise up the rest of the I just, I just, race. I, I, I just, I don't know what to make of this advice because I'm like, <laughs> you're going to take mean, it. <laughs> that just means I have to run harder up the hills though. Yeah, but the race only starts. So then you hit Hope Bay and your legs feel like death. <laughs> it's, Definitely feels like you're going to die there. That is like the most hardest part of the whole race. But other than that, it's a beautiful stretch. race, guys. Don't, don't psych yourself yeah, up. Yeah, that's why I said you're going to enjoy the views up Chappies. See well, if you can see a dolphin or whatever. Or <laughs> so look at whatever you can there because that is the views that you're going to have. And yeah. that's the picture that you're going to have down. And if you want to look at what death looks like in Hart Bay, you just have to go back to the 2022 Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon, where the leading man just oh, fell oh, apart. Yeah. Took his oh. t-shirt off. He took his t-shirt off. Stopped, stopped his, watch, his garment and started, <laughs> and started started clapping that people was, on. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's when you. That's death. That's when you knew you marathon. went too hard on the downhill. <laughs> marathon death. I feel yeah. like that should have been a gif. So, but then you have to just when you hit that part in um, Hope Bay, you just have to keep that positive vibes going and taking the gels, whatever you can, and that's the idiom, because that is the worst part of the route. And then you get Constantia. That's probably the second How, how steep is Constantia? Yeah, it is quite steep, but it's a... <laughs> the last 500 meters. It, it Pussy bites. footing around it, man. <laughs> just tell us. <laughs> it's it like terrible. <laughs> it bites. Just as you think you're done, it's like, oh, no, another turn. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. So, when dragging. does it get better? When we've heard. Well, when, you, when you're out of Constantia, when you're down again, then it gets better because then it doesn't stop. Then you must realize then it's a bit flattish when you get um, on the top of Constantia. So, that's where you should start. Where do you start your. Where do you start your race now? Because if you're saying, obviously, you, you 
we've done a lot of cons- conservation, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it starts at Constantia. When you climb that yeah. climb, the race starts because then you catch people. But then it's important not to go, ooh, I'm going to catch you. Ooh. You have to <laughs> just like move into your own and just like feel that you still got another gear because when you get on top, you're going to get a flatness. Don't hammer that little <laughs> downhill. Just move through it again. And then you get that bad, bad curves, and that curves make you cramp. So if you have maybe something that helps for cramps, mm. take that on the top, or not the top, on the bottom of <coughs> so y- So you're speaking a lot about nutrition. Um, obviously, nutrition for you is key. Um, and for you, Davey? Nutrition for me will be key. Yes, thank you very you're much. You're working on it. I'm working on it. Working in progress. No, right? work completed. I've <laughs> okay. already got all my goos ready for the race. <laughs> <laughs> but and in terms of nutritional advice, you, you, you gave the, the hydration advice of, you know, taking something on before you feel thirsty. Would you take the same advice on your nutrition, you know, eating constantly throughout the run rather than waiting till you're hungry? And, you know... Finding out what's going to be on route is obviously important, but some people only find that out like on the day as is, you know? So how do you plan for that? Is obviously we know that training your nutrition is extremely important, uh, but what type of a nutritional advice would you, would you give runners that are going for their, their 56? Because we're going to talk about the 21K as well at the end of this uh, podcast, but on the 56 particularly. Yeah, I think you have to practice with your nutrition because your gut's, is of course sensitive to certain stuff and especially when you're taking caffeine that's a huge that was a huge game changer for me taking in caffeine i think that's very important advice because i mean a lot of people a lot of the gels and stuff come with caffeine and everyone thinks oh yes like like that i'm I'm definitely gonna need that extra boost of energy you know yeah Um, it definitely has its place but you can't continuously take in the caffeine but but also for somebody that's you know maybe did you know a week a week out of two oceans two weeks yeah, out of I oceans kind definitely of thing. now they start looking what am i going to use you're in disc game and, <laughs> and we know there's a huge variety <laughs> of everything and then it's overwhelming and, it's you, and, then, and then you you try something new yeah i won't do that yes. um, i think if you're just doing your first one especially don't try something new it's like running with new tackies you don't go put on the tackies a day of a race and say oh they feel great i'm gonna run in them you're gonna get blisters you're going to get burnt. You're going to get stomach issues. You're going to get maybe your blood sugar falls. Because so stick to what you know. Yeah, stick to what you know. And see also if it has caffeine in, you have to train. Your stomach has to be used to caffeine because otherwise run with emodiums. So a lot of emodiums. <laughs> <laughs> um, not sponsoring. <laughs> I, was just saying. I don't think emodium can sponsor. <laughs> sponsor by emodium. <laughs> I think that would be a smart move. That though. would be a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned the weather and perhaps the wind. I mean, you've obviously you, you're very experienced when it comes to running that race. And what type of weather conditions have you found on route? And what can what should runners expect on on race day? Well, it's Cape Town. You can expect anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so the, the first year I ran, it was like we were drenched in rain. So when we ran the first 22 Ks, we were just like, you couldn't even see like but in front of you. isn't that nice? Like, no, it, it no. isn't nice. Your shoes is wet. Everything is I just... I would rather run in the rain than the wind though. 
Yeah, if you put it that way, probably. But I think it also de- it depends on what you're used to. And I'm not used to running in like drenched rain and I don't like running in rain. I'd rather run in wind because I'm a stronger athlete. So for me, if there's wind, it's like I'm okay with that. So- Everyone else has got wind. <laughs> Everyone else is running into the same wind. <laughs> yeah, but for me, it's like it feels like it benefits me because I'm a stronger athlete and I like hills. I don't. I like the obstacles. So for me, it's not that bad. But rain is one thing I don't like, and I don't like wet shoes. I don't like being drenched, especially before you start. Even that I don't so like interesting. that. I think you're the first person I've ever heard say I like running. Into the wind. <laughs> I would rather run through a hailstorm than run into a headwind. Yeah, we're completely different on that. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I, I want to move on to the 21K because obviously you won the race, the 21K race twice, am I correct? Three times. Three times. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So you won the, the 21K race three times. How many medals have you gotten on the 21K? How many times have you run the 21 um, seven, seven, seven times, times. So and one of those seven times I was pregnant. Ah. Yeah, always bring in a pregnant run. I, w- I wonder <laughs> if you were, if you broke the record for the fastest pregnant lady. That's actually something that they, that that they should. I, start. I don't think they should start that though. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Really I have bad. two ladies in, in yes, shaking their head. Bad. I baby. think uh, that would like. It's you know. a new category: <laughs> junior, senior, pregnant. So <laughs> I mean, for the those guys racing the twenty-one or running the twenty-one as well. Obviously, the fifty-six advice doesn't really apply because you, you now all of a sudden you're taking out Chappies and. Uh, Constantia. Yeah, you have Constantia just from a different, from a different angle. Yeah, and so it's also a, there's a lot of hills. Yeah, Don't so think you're going to run PBs. I on did that the one. 21k last year for the first time, and that start is disgusting. Mm-hmm. What's long, that hill? Long What's hill. that first hill? What, which one is that? I don't know what's the hill called. It's just awful. awful. (laughs) Let's call it the awful hill. The awful hill. Awful to ocean. The off hill. (laughs) The off hill. And what makes it actually hard of um, two oceans half, it's the time it starts. It's really early. So it's pitch black dark. Yes. And where you run is quite dark. So the one here, I was like fed up. I was like, this is too dark. I can't see where I'm running. I'm scared I'm going to fall. And I really want to use a dial to my full benefits. I run with a headlamp. So just to give me that clear view where I'm stepping and that I'm like, can just use it to the full benefits. So 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 when they were doing their elite lineups. (laughs) I'm standing there with my headlamp. (laughs) I had a lot of men running with me. They were all looking for the light. They're like, ooh, we can see. Let's also talk about the fact that um, now male and female are split. For the, for the start, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, but then you just mesh up, like in the first case. So that but, doesn't help But that's all. fine. But but do you think that's um, that's a nice way to start from your... Yeah, probably. It's better it's, it's quite than a tussle in the beginning, right? Yeah. Especially if you've got... Yeah, I think it is probably better. But then you get still the men that just squashes you when you get into the rhythm going. And and do you throw a shoulder out? Yeah, I, I am an ugly runner. Is you don't want to be close to me. I don't say anything, <laughs> but you get poked. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I'm good at the shoulders that I've learned. So, no, I'm a 
at that point, I'm really, don't mess with me while so I'm running. So some advice for some runners and, you know, B batch, C batch is like really utilize the yeah. elbows when you're trying to. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit different <laughs> being in the lower batches. I think uh, you're not going for that position. So it's like more casual. Okay, so keep it cool. Yeah, keep it cool and okay. decent. I okay. think um, the, the majority the of runners. Yeah, also. so I always, what was for me nice when I was pregnant, I always told everyone around me I'm pregnant. <laughs> then the men was like, ooh, they're like like protect me so i enjoyed that and then i'm like every time must i tell them i'm pregnant yeah <laughs> so like I'm that pregnant. worked well but then i'm like oh then the rumor is gonna start so no rather than not but to come back from the differences between the 56 and the 21k is the 21k you must actually use the downhills at your as your advantage and you must really make up time there so if you want to run downs. yeah so if you want to make up time that's all in oceans in the half where you can make up time because the hills is also long and you really can't go that hard because the hills is long on the half especially that first if you're done with the first k you already start climbing mm. and i mean that's almost a 2k climb mm. just at the start between <laughs> um you just did 1k and then you already start climbing until just before three and then you get that long long downhill and i used to always that downhill i used to just go all out on it yeah. it's like i tried to get close to three tens on that downhill just to i was like <laughs> running complete out 56K. <laughs> yeah so that is where you made up time and that's that's what the athletes don't need to stress about so that piece of tar that's really dark because the time you start that is really dark there's no street lamps there so they, they don't have to worry about uh, potholes, yeah, but not stepping in potholes or anything. They can really make up time there because there's no potholes. It's a nice, smooth road. So there they can really go for it until they get to the off-ramp. Then you can um, get just settled in your comfortable pace again. And then you have the U-turn that you can see if you're now racing. For me, that was also from see where the second place is. And then from there on, progress to, okay, what's the plan now? Because now you're moving into the back of Constantia. So and that's also a long, long hill. But what motivates me always that part is there's always the drums on top of the hill. So they're playing yes. the drums and you're like, ooh, I feel it, I feel so it. So breaking you up. Yeah, so you're feeling the vibrations coming closer. So then it's like you're feeling, mm, okay, I'm almost there. And do you never go out uh, trying to go lead from the beginning or do you always hang back? No, I'm a, if I run shorter distances, you'll always get me in front. I'm a very aggressive with the shorter distances. I feel like that is the way I race. And with the longer distances, I'll hang back and preserve energy and see where it's more tactical, the longer races. But the shorter races, I'm a all out, I'll blow, so whatever, <laughs> I'll just continue. <laughs> Love that. That's so the approach. For the 21K, you, you, you'll be at the front from the from the Yeah, beginning. no, I'll, I'll be, when we get that turnaround that you can see, that's why I always say, uh, look, we're second place, because I'm always in front there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm a all out or nothing with the shorter distances. You'll never get me hanging back on a 10K or 21. I like that attitude. Bearing in mind that there's going to be individuals running the races for the first time, and I think that's where the landmark become important also associating the landmarks with the distances i mean you speak about the first hill we understand the distance then you're saying getting off the highway i mean what do you have any idea in terms of the landmarks and the distances so like the top of constantia when you get into the drums so that people can start associating that yeah so about it. just before you get that duton that's 8k so then you have a little bit of detouring there between the houses and so on then 11k is just before you start that long drag hill up to Constantia. And then 
there usually I would suggest if you're running the half, you take a gel because that is the moment. You don't need the energy right there, but the heart of the course is still later on the course. So then I used to take a gel there and then you get the drums, then it's about 13 and then you get you get also the bad curves on the half, mm. especially um, the same as the 56. Then you joined with the 56 route now. So, but you're not, of course, yeah, running with the 56 <laughs> runners, yeah. but um, you get those bad curves and that's really hard with the shorter distance because now you're running at a more intense speed. So it hurts a lot more. So there I used to not try and um, go too hard because it's really bad on the knees and everything mm. feels a bit off there. But then you get that nice, really steep downhill that you're just going to nail again. <laughs> so <laughs> so then, it's a, then you hit 16Ks with that last downhill. And then when you're on a, the bottom of that steep downhill, to give you examples, like for that downhill, even in the 56, I will go hard on that downhill. So that is the turning point. That's where the point where you yeah, give it. you give it now or everything, and, and that's about five k's to go then. And I mean, your advice for the the curves that you're talking about, the camber. I mean, is there a way to try and stay off the camber? Obviously, you're trying to look for the shortest course possible. But I mean, for those guys that aren't necessarily going for a specific time or going for a finish, is it is there a way to stay off the camber? Yeah, but it's not the shortest. So there I don't go yeah. for the shortest. You're going from the top of the curve and you sometimes I'm even off the road running on the gravel. There's a piece of gravel there. That's mm. the best to run on just to because you're now going to get after that a massive downhill and it's seriously going to hurt when you run the camber wrong. I mean, you run mm. this the closest to the camber. I don't do that because then it's the skewest actually. I try and balance it out that both legs don't get that much, much of a camber, yeah. Sure. And Avid, tell us, obviously, I mean, Two Oceans is a, is a massive race for South Africa. Um, what, is, what is your favorite part about the Two Oceans, the Two Oceans experience? What keeps you going back? The finish line. The finish line. Yeah, that is definitely the finish line. Okay, and that's for you <laughs> as an elite athlete. <laughs> if you were not an elite athlete, what would you say is your favorite part about the race? I think just the build-up towards it. Yes. That's what makes me every time go back. And I can still remember, like, 2019, I was destroyed after my first 56. I felt like I hated that race. It just destroyed me. And I was, like, at the airport, I'm wa walking sideways because I'm hurting mm -hmm. so much. And I'm like, yeah, you did too. I should, you yeah, did the too, airport's I a very funny place. Yeah, so, and everyone's, like, walking crabs. And I'm, like, sitting there at the boarding gates. And I'm, like, so in pure, pure pain. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> next year. I have to go back. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you didn't take long to just like take it in and say you're never going back. It's like not even 24 hours. And I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm going back. And being in Cape Town, do, do you love being in Cape Town? I love being in Cape Town. I won't stay there. I like just being but, in and out of yeah. Cape Town. But the whole vibe that we can build up towards to oceans. And I think to oceans is has come such a long way. It's part of being a runner. So you have to do two oceans. I won't say the 21K is a yeah. beautiful race. You don't see scenery because it's too dark. But definitely having run now both, um, the 56 is beautiful to run. And I can see why people go back every time to run it. It's like the views that you can take in. It's like that, that's, that's what I was saying to Nick in, the, in, our, in our intro to this um, Two Ocean special is like it's such a tough race, but um, you almost, I mean, comparing it to comrades, like comrades when you're suffering, you're like, it's terrible all <laughs> around you. Two oceans, 
it's just so beautiful. And you like you you kind of like get get distracted sometimes. For me, well, that's the one thing that I sort of remember is that like you go through that pain, but then you just like look around you and you and, you, and you're taking it all in and 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 you realize where you are actually running, and it kind of does actually help you know take away some of that mental pain that you're going through. Yeah, definitely. Scenery definitely helps. I don't have a lot of time to look around, no. but um, I remember in 2019 they changed the route. We went over Kopsevach. So I didn't know Kopsevach because I only <laughs> trained Chappies. And I was like, yes, Chappies is my thing. <laughs> and then Kopsevach was like, I don't know where it is. So I didn't know actually where it comes in, where in the route or whatever. So I was quite flawed there already. And then we were on top of Kopsevach and coming down, I was like, wow, this is so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all that... That downhill hit, 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 and then I was, oh, this is not that nice anymore. So I had that, that I enjoy the views, but then the pain comes in. So, yeah, but it's definitely, I think of all the races in South Africa, it's definitely a must do because of the views that you get and just, I think, the vibe on the route because like I said, in the 21, you get the drums and you get all the people at the water stations. They just, they just live themselves in it and it's just... Yeah, it's just special to be part of a race that's come such a long way yeah. and being part of all the runners and the masses behind you and seeing them run. And, of course, I see them run when I'm already done. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's it's, awesome. It's but an inspiring race to be part of. And I of. think it's important, like you say, to do your research, know mm-hmm. what you're coming up for. And that's that's what this episode and, and the series that we've put together for the Total Sports Two Oceans was all about. If there's one thing I learned from today from you is that we shouldn't try run next to you at the start of it because you're probably <laughs> going to catch an elbow. But if you had some parting words for the listeners uh, taking on two oceans, either the 21 or the 56 this coming weekend, what, what would you say to them? Firstly, enjoy it. And secondly, just know the route profile. And a race for a 21K, a race only starts off the 12K. Keep that in mind. And for the 56K, the race actually starts after the marathon. So if you keep that in mind, you're going to have a good day. That's very, very wise words of advice, guys. That's from Yvette Fanzel herself, (laughs) who knows two oceans better than than pretty much (laughs) most people. Um, And thank you so much for just joining us again today. And we we wish you all the best. We're rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now.